Are we ready? We are ready. I'm incompetent, I'm sorry. What are we called? We are called... Considered and conceited. We'll have to work out who's who. Maybe. Hello. (laughs) Is anybody there? No, it's all good. All for us. And you, the listener, if you're there. It's all about me. really that's cruel you can't keep doing that I, it's not original apparently i can no no no. you can do it once but if you keep doing it every time it's not original. it's a anymore. shtick no it's not it's not it's just i'm beating you over the head with a shtick sorry go on um what are we doing tonight um an obscure film and then one of my favorites an obscure film slash crap film it doesn't have to be crap have we done a good one yet Yes, yes. Um, life is beautiful. Yeah, that was good. That was good. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. I was about to say, we haven't done that many. I really had to think then. <laughs> now, would you like to tell everybody what we're doing tonight? So, our obscure film is a film called Black Robe, and it was done in 1991. And the storyline is it's set in 1634. Um, Father Lefort, am I pronouncing that correctly for the French? I don't know. I don't attempt French. Uh, <laughs> You can at least speak some of it. um, A a Jesuit priest uh, is sent to a remote Canadian uh, mission surrounded by Rouen settlements. That's the local people. Mm -hmm. Uh, And Lafour, guided by a local uh, native group, travel to a new mission. um, And they have... Out in the middle of nowhere. Out in the middle of nowhere. Mm. So that's what happens. And so they have to go on a long journey across many lakes and streams with canoes. Yes. There's and lots of canoe travel. Then they get captured. Um, not well, no, 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 not first. Um, they leave him first, don't they? Because they're worried he's a demon. Yes, they do, and then he catches up. And th- no, 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 they go back for him. Oh yes. Did well, you watch this one? Y- yes, but as <laughs> as usual, my oh, it was at the start of the week and it's been a long week. Oh no, I, yeah. I only watched it like three days ago. Oh, well, yeah. we'll leave the finer details to you then, shall we? No, I just meant if you're gonna make. I no, made bold, <laughs> over-the-hand statements anyway, so it's all good. Um, what did you think of it? What did I think of it? Well, this is, sort of film, this is a film kind of... It is right up my alley. I do like uh, big, historical, epic, out-in-the-wilderness kind of films. Was it epic? No, it was very short. I felt it was short. It wasn't I a would, long movie. I, was it? It was No, it wasn't a long movie. No, I wanted a whole... Dances with Wolves minus the Kevin Costner aspect. <laughs> Kevin Costner's good in that film. I like Kevin Costner in that film. Don't look at me like that. No. We'll have to do that film at some point. But anyway, continue. Get over this. Come on. Okay. Well, <laughs> um, putting, putting Kevin Costner to one side, I thought that the young priest... Did a very good job. Daniel. I, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought that is the little offsider um, who had the little, who had the love affair with the Indian girl. Oh, sorry. No. Um, Daniel was the, um, Just the, the one who was yes. supposed to become a who priest. Who went native. Yes. Yeah. And uh, Father Lafourg was a young guy. Yes. Yeah. He was still a young man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. He's mm. a young man. Sorry. Mm. But when you're looking at the two of them together, he's yes. older. Yeah. Bigger beard. 
Um, <laughs> look, I enjoyed it. I look, there was no, I didn't really have any bad. I don't really have very much in the way of criticism for this. I know that may come as something of a, a shock, but when it's filmed in gorgeous surroundings and the lighting is all natural and everything like that, you, you can't stand there and go, well, I don't like the style, you know. That grizzly over there, he's looking a little dark at me, you know. You can't, you know what I'm saying? Like, it doesn't leave you a lot of room for going, well, you know, artistic license and all the rest of it. But going through Magnificent Countryside, um, I thought that the Indians um, were shown in a in a way that I guess is like post. Uh, well, you know, in the old days they used to have Indians, and they were very two dimensional characters. Even though you know, because supposedly they were primitives, and I liked how they approached the technology of things like the writing. You know, when they had that little. Uh, scene where he writes down he says tell me something that um i I wouldn't know yes and he writes it down takes it over to daniel to read it out they all go black magic he's a demon you know (laughs) but um i I like the i just i found this film weird Mm -hmm. in the fact that i well you know i don't i'm not a big god person or anything like that no um and i'm finding myself going oh come on you can get to the mission you'll be okay and then i'm going but no we know what will happen to the indians if you get there we want them to be okay so i was sort of you manage to see, you manage to see from everyone's point of view, mm. and I mean a lot of films can't manage that. The fact that you can see from the the, the Indians who had actually captured them and were so tormenting them, you, you get to see it was why they were satisfying dead. because there was a lack of bias. Well, then you got to see from everyone's point of view, and you normally wouldn't get to see that. And you're thinking, oh, hang on, who am I barracking for in this? Who and, were you barracking well, for? I in kept the changing depending on where what they were showing me in each scene. So I actually thought it was shot well well enough and written well enough that you actually mm. went, well, actually, in this scene, yes, I am for them, and no, wait, but th- now this scene, I'm in for them. and so I, I, actually... I was barracking for the dwarven shaman. <laughs> <laughs> he was my man, yeah. He, he was he was all for cutting his throat and, you know, sending well, him Well, I mean, the father, you know, he goes, oh, I'm going to, you know, go by my promise and go back for him, mm. and then all his family gets murdered. So, I mean, it shows that, oh, well, you know, he should have really stayed where he was, but you could see why he was doing it, and it's not like the father had did, had done that, made that yep. happen. So, Tell me, did you... Because uh, I understand that you're not... Uh, you, you weren't raised in a, a religious environment sort of thing, and at the start of the film in particular, I was sitting there thinking, oh, Pip's going to struggle a little bit here because there was quite a few... Can I confess something? Assumptions? I went and looked some stuff up. <laughs> I went, oh, what's happening in 1634 here? And what's, you know, what religious stuff's happening here? And yeah. See, I looked at that and I went, oh, three musketeers. Okay, and away we go, you know. So, and, and they were French, so I understood that it was like... Uh, but you didn't need any of that background information to enjoy the film. No, it wasn't necessary. And no. The fact that they were Jesuits... You knew what, you knew what everyone's goal was. Mm. And even though they were conflicting, you still wanted everyone to achieve it. What was your understanding of the Jesuits and their goals? Well, they want everyone to follow in the path of Jesus. And yeah, so ultra-Orthodox yeah. Catholicism. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, I just love the comment where they say, oh, the Dutch and English bring um, women and food and the French just bring Jesuits. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, I think that covers it. 
But um, no, actually, I found that really interesting. And the fact that it's written by someone who's not even... Um, I mean, he's Canadian now, but he was born in... I think it was Ireland. Um, and, the, you know, he's getting a real insight into how local Indians... Well, yep. not, are they called Indians there? I don't know. Local people would have felt... The Native North Americans. Okay. Yeah, because they can... You can't even call them Native American Indians because they were, like, in... in um, I suppose you can. I, I don't know what the necessarily the political correct well, term for, for people, uh, Indians who were in... Well, I guess they all had different tribes. Well, they wouldn't be called Indians. It's the Indian that's the issue. Mm, that's what I mean. I have, yes. I have no idea. You I can can't. call them natives. That's I'll fine. Just, you I'll can just call say them natives. American natives. I'll just say natives. Yes. Because that makes it easier. Yes. yes. Um, Whereas I'm from the mid-20th uh, century, so Indians is the first word that comes, you know... Racist, racistly to my mouth. Although I try not to, you know, for the sake of... <laughs> Political correctness. No. Um, respect. Oh, that's probably better, yes. Yeah. Caring yeah. about how other people feel. Of course. Mm, empathy. Yes. Mm. You know, because, like, you know, I don't make, <laughs> you know, uh, terrible um, off-colour jokes or anything like that about, you know, any group of people whatsoever, do I? I'm not even going there. <laughs> um, but I... Although there were parts of it where you kind of had a little giggle of the B-grade quality, like when she got shot by the arrow. and That looked all right. <laughs> oh, you're a bit... No, but I'm just saying, you could see the... You're right, they should have used a real arrow. No, no, I'm just saying, you can see little bits there where they make you have a little bit of a giggle, but they're yep. so very minuscule. Yep. You don't see much of it. And um, I just... I, that's what I mean. I, was, I found it weird that I was barracking for everybody... And even at the end of the film, like you're going, he's trying so hard to say, yes, I do love you people and I do want to help you even though I can't with this. What yep. was the death that was, the sickness that was affecting everyone? I can't oh, look, it could it have been any number of things. I, I would imagine then, it was probably typhoid or something like but that. But then like, the Indians had said, oh, well, if we show weakness, we'll get killed by all these uh, this other tribe. And yep. they said, well, we, we really want to help our people. And he goes, you, um, your father, the older man, had said you could save us. And he said, well, I can't, but at least I can save you in this regard. I mean, how mm. I feel. And um, anyway, then that script comes up at the end that they got all got wiped out. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. So you've still, you know, one minute you're feeling for one group and then you go, yep. oh, well, now I'm feeling for this group. And, yeah. It, it's a, a bit of a strange one. But, like, with with European man, because he's kind of like this, the European man when he goes off into other countries that haven't seen the, the filthy touch of European man because... <laughs> Honestly, he's just this plague-ridden rat. He goes into any country and then three-quarters of the population, you know, immediately turn over and die. Um, one good thing, well, he, he got his own back in that they gave him syphilis and sent him back to um, uh, Italy. That's where it first landed. They, syphilis is from North, uh, no, from no, no, um, no, the mean- Americas. What, what part did I miss? No, no, no. It wasn't in the movie. I'm just talking at, at a global level in the 16, 1500s. Oh, I thought I'd missed like a section no, of no, the no, movie. No, 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 no. No, I'm just waffling on. It's all oh, good. okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, but otherwise, yeah, I, it looked great yep. because of the, where it was shot. Yep. Um, I thought everyone, the act, acting was really great. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, just... it's it was It's hard to land because it flowed from one end to the other like a stream. Notice my... Um, Notice me rolling my eyes. Yes, okay. Um, it, I, I, it's very hard to like pick out a particular part of it and go, 
well, they could have done better here or they could have done better there because it just naturally, I felt it naturally flowed on from one end to the other. But like I got to the end and then it stopped and I'm still waiting for the story to keep building. I'm, you know, it was it was a little bit of an anticlimax at the end. That's my only criticism. I was enjoying surely it and I wanted you, it to keep going. But surely that ending just had you, um, you know, the fact that you wanted it to keep going meant that it would had been done really well. You could take that particular point Or did you think they didn't go far enough? I'll go, curse you, film! <laughs> Well, when he first came into the camp and uh, he's looking around, there's nobody around but dead people sort of thing. And I thought, mm. oh, well, there'll be somebody, you know, on the deathbed sort of thing just to give him the idea that something happened. So, you know, tell to, him the story. Tell the story happened, sort yeah. of thing. But if I was directing a movie, there'd be like dead people everywhere with no sign of how they died. Yeah, but people probably wouldn't watch that. And if you ended like that, then that's this, you know. MC. <laughs> <laughs> I don't that, care. I don't like ending like endings like that. that. I thought that ending was. I didn't fine. say it was going to be a popular or or successful movie, did I? I just said if I made it, it would have been like that. Oh, uh, you know what? I what? would love you to make a film. <laughs> Put it out there. We'll see what happens. Uh, they already made my film. It's called The Postman. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Radio. <laughs> Is that going to be on your favourite list? <laughs> no, I hate it. I do. I, <laughs> it's got Kevin Costner in it for a start. Oh, what is your problem with Kevin Costner? When I was a young man, I oh, had this gosh. idea. No, here we go. Story time, everyone. <laughs> when I was a young man, uh, I had this idea for a, a book that I wanted to write, right off the mark sort of thing. And it was post-apocalyptic before. And so you got to remember, this is like late 80s um, and early 90s when I'm like, you know, 18, 19 years old sort of thing. Um, that's right. Some of us are that old. I didn't say anything. Yes, I know. <laughs> you can just see the, the, the grimace. Um, and I had this concept for post-apocalyptic, you know, you know, a guy going through, you know, exploring this post-apocalyptic world and, and nothing being making any sense sort of thing and you just find out what happened how would you find out what happened if everyone was dead well not everybody dies oh i see not all the cockroaches die all the time i know it's going against what i just said before (laughs) but because uh because it was where they were supposed to go you know it was like the nirvana if you like where he was going to a place and it was his mission that's when you'd have everybody killed with no understanding of why they all died to me that makes you know emotional and moral sense were you happy with the amount of death that happened in this film oh there could be more would you have liked more yes (laughs) in particular (laughs) um i quite liked all of the characters in the party and i liked the indians and sorry the north americans the natives i'm very sorry people it's a force (laughs) of habit and i'm not really used to talking uh, in these sort of terms in regards to a different culture on the other side of the world sort of thing. So, but yes, I'm trying. Um, and, well, it was a very gruesome sort of time, but I, like they did everything well, but the, the where they started, it was a little clean. Where those... What do you the, mean? Well, where the, the pioneers were building their, their new city or their new town. Set, their settlement. Yes, it was very clean. And that's... Uh, what do you mean by clean? Well, this is the problem I have. When the 1600s were absolutely filthy. I mean, filthy is in what regard? 
all the people were filthy. Uh, the clothes were filthy. Everything. But they weren't really clean. I mean, they were pretty fresh there. Everything was only just getting built. Freshly laundered. Everybody was freshly laundered. You know, it is a film. And it's a, it's a B-grade 1990s why, why film. Why have that? Obscure uh, film. Why? Mm, crap, yep. Why, <laughs> why have that particular thing just degrade? I mean, it was would have been so easy for them just to all roll in the mud for five minutes and then get up and well, start most filming. most people don't like to be rolled in the mud. And you know what? You might have a bad concept of it because the French might have been awfully clean. These were French. No, servants. no, you make a valid point. So, you know. Even though you're wrong. <laughs> Oh, I'm not going to start that argument. Okay. Um, but yes, I well, I'm. Do you want me to give it a star rating first? By all means, as you can see. What, can I ask this first? Okay. Did it excite you? Um, I wouldn't say it excited me, mm. but I was invested. Right. Okay. Well, I, I was a little bit the same. At no stage of the I game. I to see what happened to yes, everybody. At, at no stage of the game was it like even when they were like on. The, the brink of death in the enemy camp, for example, didn't really worry me. You know what I mean? So for me, I guess the investment wasn't quite there. No, it's still investment. You wanted to see what happened to them. You wanted yes. to see what their story yeah. was. Well, I just assumed that the film would come to an abrupt end. Not all you be killed and that You can't help that, can you? No. <laughs> it's just where my mind goes. I'm sorry. You know. <laughs> I just um, think, well, they're all dead. You know, <laughs> Tied to a rock. No, I didn't find it exciting, but I find, found it enjoyable and I was invested in the, all the characters. Okay. So I'd give it uh, seven. I'd give it seven stars. Okay. Um, well, that's very nearly your highest mark. No, I think I did more for um, Greatest Showman. You gave it an eight, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, I did. So it's that good a film? Found it. I, I didn't get bored. Mm. I wasn't looking at my watch. I honestly thought you'd give it a six. No, I didn't mind it. I mm. found the story really good. I found the scenery gorgeous. I found the actors very talented. Yep. So, I mean, I yeah. I mean, it wasn't, oh my gosh, that was exciting. I think everyone should watch it. But I found it really enjoyable and also slightly educational as well. So, you know. For me... Because I came out of it at the end, disappointed, <laughs> because it didn't keep going. Yeah. And that I was enjoying it, and there was nothing that was grating on it sort of thing. I'm certainly not going to go, you know, below five. But at, by using that same standard, it didn't raise itself above a five either, in my mind. Like, I, I couldn't get excited about it. I couldn't really invest in any of the characters. Nobody particularly stood out. I quite like the Indian chief. He was pretty cool. Um, uh, Choman. Mm. Yeah, Choman. Yeah, but like, again, it was still... Do you, know, do you know what I'm trying to say? Like, it was just... Yeah, that was that was quite good. <laughs> you know, that, that was kind of thing. Oh, could have kept going, or I'd like to have seen where it went. But No, it was, I found the ending was fine for me. It was unoffensive. It was an unoffensive film. That's you, wanted a, a, you wanted to be a big, massive battle where they all get wiped I out. I would have liked to have seen something. <laughs> but it's not that sort of film. If you want a big action killing film... Um, which I do. Which is surely <laughs> one of your next favourites, then, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well. So if you're into, like, lots of gore and killing, yeah, you might get a bit disappointed by this one. But if you're happy for just a good storyline, beautiful scenery, um, yeah. But, of course, you still haven't given it a star. Was that 
Five stars. Five stars. Five stars. Okay. I'm not going to give it a half. Doesn't deserve the half. I didn't know you were doing halves. No, well... You so, like the half thing, don't you? <laughs> I'm going to complicate this. Well, sometimes there can be mitigating factors. I mean, I thought it was quite well done considering it was 1991. But at the same... That's not that long ago. How old were you in 1991? A kid. <laughs> it's an interesting take on it. Um, okay, so... I was alive. You that's were. Gonna, so you were. Definitely, you were definitely alive. Um, yeah, I saw my fourth job by that stage. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, look, five. Okay, so yep. five from you and seven from me. Cool. Yes, well, I, I, it was just a bit uninspiring, you know, like, no, I would okay. like... You don't have I, to I, worry about it. I it's, enjoyed it. I, I liked it at the time. But now after it's had a time, I've been able to digest it over the week. I realised that there wasn't very much in it that propelled it forward in my mind. In a week's time, I'll not remember anything about it at all. Okay. Mm. Well, there you go. Yep. Alrighty. Um, well, we'll take a break. I've got to fill my glass up. Yes. Yep. Um, and the next one will be one of my favourites. Which one was that? Lock, stock, oh, that's and two right. smoke I watched and that too. <laughs> anyway, that's that's after the break. Yes. So everyone yes. go and refill your glasses. Alright. Okay, see you guys. Bye. Tequila! Yeah. That makes me feel like I have power. Did it? Yes, when you think we're recording, we're not actually recording. And yes, I know you yes. think it, and I know that it's As not recording. As I have clearly stated, <laughs> and it's even been put on the front label, I am incompetent. <laughs> if you like, we'll take that, we'll, we'll snipshot that, and we'll put that in at the front. Okay. Got your drink? Yes. Okay. <laughs> we're awesome. back. We're back, guys. Um, right. We have just been having a conversation about... Possibly, oh, Pip's favourite film of all time. No, look, I don't have a favourite. It depends on the mood I'm in as to what I'm watching. What sort of mood were you in when you sat down and watched this one? Originally. No, this time. Well, because we had to watch it for the podcast. I see you knew it was coming. But also, it's, there's been an eight-year, seven, seven or eight-year gap since I've seen this film. Right. So I was a bit, oh, I wonder what will be new that I won't have seen after all my other watchings of it. It felt like 20 years to me that the last time I saw it. Like, Is it actually 20 years or does it feel I don't like know, 20 years? <laughs> like recently, a week has felt like 20 years. Um, now, the film is, of course, Lock, Stock and Two. Smoking Barrels. And it's your favourite film of all time. No, it's don't stop saying that. It's one of my favourite films. <laughs> I do not have a favourite film of all time. Uh, listeners, I do not have a favourite film of all time. Every time you say that, you know you're leaning into the microphone. I'm just making sure they can hear me. <laughs> it's pleading. <laughs> um, what did you think, Pip, on your revisiting of an old There's favorite? a couple of things that I hadn't noticed. What's that? Obviously, with age or 
you know, yep. knowing different things. Yep. I didn't realise Rob Brydon was in it. No, neither did I. Completely and I went, oh my goodness, he looks, so, I went, he looks so young. <laughs> and he's probably sitting there going, well, I was. Yeah, and he was completely hamming up his little cameo there. And he did a good job. He did a great job. But it just made it that little bit more special because before you didn't really give much thought to the um, traffic warden. Where now you're like... That's Rob Brydon. Have I told you I think Rob Brydon is quite possibly my favourite actor of all time? No, you haven't. No, he is absolutely... If he's not my favourite, he's very, very close. It's like... Really? Top, I mean, I've got nothing three. against Rob Brydon, but no, I wouldn't he's hilarious. I just, my yeah. favourite actors. Look, I got right into the whole uh, trip to Italy, uh, the trip to Spain. Oh, I haven't the seen trip. the trip to Spain. Uh, I've only seen the I've, trip I've, to Italy and yeah, I like I've that. I've got it. I'll lend it to you. Oh, it's good. Thank good. you. Um, and it's, yeah, it's, I just love his style of humour and, and he just comes across as, he may be a horrible person, but it doesn't come across as such. You know what I mean? Like he, uh, he seems like a very warm person. Unless we meet him, we're not going to be able to make that decision. Yeah, he um, must, but I find him really funny in, um, would I lie to you? Have you seen that? No, that does not sound like a film I would watch. No, no, no it's not a film. Is it's there a, a lot of people dying? No, it's a, it's a TV show. Right. And he's hosting it. Right. And there are two panels. Right. Do they die? Sorry. Nobody <laughs> dies. <laughs> Listen. So they've got two panels mm. and basically someone has to tell a story from a card and the other team has to work out if they're lying or not. I think I've seen it. It's on the ABC, isn't it? Yes. Yes. Okay. I've seen a couple Notice of... Notice if Rob Ryan's your all-time massive favourite Yeah, but I don't actor. take notice of TV that much. It would have been in passing as I'd walk past sort of thing. And, okay. Oh, what's, what's the format of that? I've seen uh, QI. Oh, IQ? No. Is it QI? It's QI, but that's Stephen Fry. It's totally yes, different. Yes. No, I've seen that a couple of times and gone, oh, okay. That, but that's, that's, di- that's different. Yes. yes yeah. Anyway, but I'm, I'm just saying, if you have a little man crush on him, maybe watch that. It's not a man crush. I just genuinely appreciate... His sheer talent and... I think he's talented, but sometimes I think he's almost... You know, the, all the voices thing, I'm like... I feel like Steve Coogan should be rolling his eyes. <laughs> well, Steve Coogan's just as bad. They're, both, <laughs> they're, they're simply... The two of them are just boys who grew up at school, didn't do particularly well because they were doing stupid voices down in the back of the How classroom. How do you know they didn't do well? Oh, they're too daggy. I, I, I relate... <laughs> I relate to them very, very strongly. Like the <laughs> pair of them, yeah, they would have just done very badly in school. And says, well, I guess it's acting for me, you know. <laughs> anyway, we're digressing a lot. Yeah, we're not yeah. actually talking about the film we're supposed to be talking about. Which is Lost Stock and Two Smoking Barrels. I was going to stay before stay. I was stay um, before I was rudely interrupted. I thought I thought it was a clever film the first time I watched it. This time I watched it, I'm considering that it's genius. Oh. I I thought it's as tight as a film can be. The pacing is bang on. There is not one bad performance in the whole thing. It's tight. It's sharp. It's witty. It's way cool. Um, Everything meshes in so nicely. It is a watch of a film. I love as the in way a little it's tick, all... tick, 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 tick. There is not one thing out of it. And the fact that they do... Like it was, and it's an it's an older film. Like it's it's got some it serious 19, legs on it. Nineteen ninety eight. Yeah, that's that's quite. That's twenty years. Yeah, I guess it is. Yeah, no, should, it's not this. <laughs> so should I tell people what it's about? Go on. We haven't even got to the synopsis. <laughs> I dare you. 
Oh, goodness. We're doing very poorly today, aren't we? Oh, look, we apologise today, guys. I think we're both a bit uh, flagged out from the weekend so far. But anyway. It's only Saturday. I know. I know. But I'm oh, going to oh, sleep halfway through tomorrow. It'll be good. It'll be fine. I wish I could sleep halfway oh, through. That's, that's right. awesome. Yeah, yeah, you've got... Family. Yes. I'll, I'll, I'll handball mine off. Sounds nice. <laughs> you don't have to be a father all the time. You just when when it's no longer convenient, you just throw them back. Isn't he's that a, how it works? He's a good dad. Don't say that. People think you're a horrible, <laughs> evil person, uh, or a piece of slime off the back of the chair. No, you just don't have to confirm it. That's all. Keep him guessing. So <laughs> anyway, storyline for Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels: uh, Four friends pull their money for a high stakes poker game against local crime boss Hatchet uh, Harry. And how does that game go? Harry cheats and swindles five hundred thousand pounds dollars, and tells no, them <laughs> no, pounds. and tells them they have a week to pay. Um, after overhearing their neighbours plan to rob some drug dealers, they plan to rob the robbers. Um, and after both thefts, the number of interested criminal parties increases, with the four caught in the middle and weighing over their heads. Yes. Does that include? I think that's everything. I wouldn't go too far into. The synopsis, the people who have seen it would know how this goes and they would also know how tight it is. And I wouldn't want to, if people haven't seen it, there has never been a film in this podcast to date that I would recommend as highly as what I would. This is one of those, you must sit down, irrespective of what your tastes are in a movie, sit down, watch this and know that this is a bloody good film. I totally agree. Yes. Isn't that hilarious? We're both agreeing. We're, yeah. Yeah, oh, this is going to by far and away exceed all my other scores tonight. Yes. I just, I love the way everything links in. Mm. Um, I love the way Guy, Guy Ritchie wrote this and directed it. Yep. I'm thinking, what happens in his Genius. head? Genius. What happens in his head to make all of this, like, for instance, like, um, they're going towards a bar and the guy is running out on fire and they're yep. all... This, had this to, links on like half an hour later. This and, is a classic example of reverse engineering a plot. They would have had the result first and worked their way back. I would love to be able to do that. I yeah. think it's awesome. Oh, a, a very, very clever man. Very but clever. One of my most... He's been chasing making that film ever since. That's my opinion. That he's uh, never made another... You know what I mean? When you make that first perfect... It's like your first child that you make and it's like perfect and all the others are, you know... <laughs> end up, you know, drooling out of the side of the Are you mouth. talking like Snatch and Sherlock Holmes and stuff? Oh, Snatch isn't bad, but that's clearly where they tried to make another Lockstock yeah. and fell just short. Like, it's still, I mean, it's a, still a very good, good film, film. Yes. but not but a it's Lockstock. not on that no, godlike level. this is the most fabulous. Yes, yes. Um, but my little soft spot for this film, the thing I really like about it, which yeah. sounds really dumb after we just talked about how brilliantly the actors are and the storyline and the plot and how it all runs together mm. is I love the music. Yes, the music's great. And I love that each group have their own little theme music yep. and how when the music's playing, the way they're moving, the actors, and the way the scenes are being shot moulds in with the music so the music ends just the right place. I'll give you a little... Uh, it's not an exact quote, but I'll get it close enough that it will serve. Steven Spielberg, when he was referring to Jurassic Park... Uh, when somebody brought up in conversation and people were talking about the great big sweeping soundtrack and he said, music is two-thirds of a film. Okay. And he said, if I just put those CGI's up there uh, with without the supporting underlying 
soundtrack that John Williams had made, it, people would have clapped and that would have been it walked out. It would not have been the game changer that it was. Well, I mean, a lot of people hear music from Jurassic Park or mm. Harry Potter. Star or Wars. Of, or Star Wars, all yep. these great films. And they go, and they, immediately their minds go to that film. Yes. It's the music that, you know. Yes, the tag, but more than the, the, the film supports. Uh, you can present the scene, but quite often you don't know how to feel about a scene. You can be ambivalent about a scene. It helps direct your emotions. It Very much so, yes. If Beautiful, it's done right. Beautifully put, Pip, Yes. <laughs> Um, and go of me. course, go you. That's one <laughs> tick in the box. There you go. Sorry, um, I'm just so so the music really helped develop the tension, helped develop the flow of the film for you. I yeah. just I loved it. Yeah, yeah. Um, the music's really special for me. I just yeah. think it's awesome. And of course, you've got the marvelous British accents all going through there, uh, Cockney <laughs> and everything like that. Who's your favourite? Oh, that's hard. Not for me, it's not. No, no, I like them all. Yeah, yeah, I know they're all great, but no, who's your favourite? I don't have a favourite, I don't think. Oh, God. Maybe, maybe Tom, because I love the fact that he's gone, oh, I'm just going to go get the guns, or I'm, you know, who's this fat man then, eh? <laughs> <laughs> they're all teasing him, all on him. <laughs> for me, it had to be Barry the Baptist. I'm going to take off one of your fingers, each and every one of you, and then the next day I'm going to do it again till you've got no more fingers. What does he say? Um, oh, yeah, because he goes... Feel a little delicate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, he goes, I'll take a finger of each and every one of your friends. <laughs> oh, <laughs> terrific. there's no more digits left. <laughs> terrific. He's just, yeah, I, he, I loved it because everybody's great. Harry the Hatchet was very menacing. But not so much so that there wasn't a glint of like black humour in the character, which is always great for a villain. You can't have a completely macabre villain. They have to have a little bit... I think the perfect villain has to have a little bit of self-awareness that they know that they're a villain. And oh, he, loved, he loves it. Yeah, he was enjoying himself. And he beaten to death with a rubber dick. <laughs> <laughs> proceeded, proceeded to beat him to death with a rubber dildo. And that was considered a pleasant way to go. Just the way they speak just makes you oh, go over something so terrible yes. when they're saying it like that. It's just, it, and it is the funniest film, uh, and for all the wrong reasons. And you shouldn't be laughing. Well, it's, that's what I mean. It's so funny, and it's terrible, but it's yep. funny. Yep, yep. No, I could look like a wax lyrical about it. Well, what's funny but, is I was talking to a friend, and they said, oh, I'm, you know, I'm told. What? Yeah, I know. I have a friend. Oh, God. Don't, Go tell, don't, tell, don't tell people. <laughs> And um, they said, well, I'm told it's really violent. And I said, well, you don't actually see really much violence. You don't see anyone shooting someone's brain out. It's all implied. highly implied, suggestive. Yep. I mean, yes, there's you know there's a big gun war, but all you see is like curtains and windows getting blasted out. And he opens the door and like blood hits him and a little bit of blood circles yep. his yep. face. You don't actually see anything. One of the biggest laughs I had... So it's not is... going to make people who are a bit funny about that upset. Yes. One of the biggest laughs I got out of it was just when they're all in that cage and and the guy pulls out the Bren gun. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, <laughs> you know, and the Bren gun sounds magnificent. In that kind of church-like environment... It was just reverberating beautifully and it was putting my little sound system. Well, what was that? It was the brain gun. <laughs> it's the brain gun. And they're reloading the slug gun and shooting it down there. I just, I, I loved it. I just thought it was fantastic. Well, what's but, really interesting about the film hmm. is that nearly everyone's male, yeah. which I mean would have been the case, um, you know, when it comes to 
people being bad, being oh, being evil and bad, etc. Because yes, women aren't. <laughs> um, They're the paragons of virtue. And there's yep. only like two women in the film. Yep. And both of them are very strong characters, and it made me. Because, you know, another, you know, she'll say, I hear there's no women, it's just men. I said, well, actually, I know there's only two women and they really don't have, say, hardly anything. Cameos, yep. But one's the one who's in charge of the card game. Mm-hmm. And the other one's Gloria, who... Pulls out the brain gun. Pulls out the brain gun. <laughs> and all, I think all she says in the whole film is boo. <laughs> so... Yeah. No, I was laugh. laughing the whole... For that whole slow clip when she was emptying the mag. What's well, I mean, I love the slow clips when... Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I mean, the different camera techniques as well. The Brain Gun magazine is supposed to have 50 rounds in it, as far as I can remember. But like that just went on and on and on and on and on. So it would easily be a 200 round clip. Do you know what? You don't care. It doesn't matter. I, it does. It could have been 200. It might have been just specially made. Let's just say that. Interesting note about the Brain Gun. It got pulled from the British Army because it was too accurate. Too accurate. There you go. I knew you'd say that. Uh, yes, because a machine gun is supposed to spray over what they call a beaten zone to deny people to be able to move around. That's its primary purpose. Don't look at me like that. That's what it's supposed to do. And no, the brain no, gun, there's no point shooting 30 rounds if all 30 rounds hit one person. But can't you move the You move can, around? but generally you're on a pipe when they put the bipod down and oh, they okay. were shooting. So th- that was his limitation. Ah. Yeah. I thought it was really loud and powerful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it looked great. Sorry, but, um, sorry guys, I just I couldn't help myself. No, I just love Rory Breaker's little thing, yeah. and I loved Nick the Greek's little thing, and I loved. Um, <laughs> I know, and everything's starting. I know. Yeah, the music was. And the, and the four boys. I mean, um, uh, Fat Tom, Eddie Bacon. So, yep. it, you know, they were all had all these so many separate parties. I, and when I first watched the film, I remember thinking. Why is there so many people in this film? <laughs> but then they all come together in the middle. <laughs> it worked out so well. It's a cast of thousands, <laughs> soon to be one. You know. <laughs> or was it um what, four? Oh, and, yeah, and, yeah Sting. and the dad. Yes, yeah, the dad doesn't get killed. So yeah. no. Um, who was the dad? He's Sting. been. In, it's that Sting. Yes. Well, that's me. Just bang on the popular culture, isn't it? <laughs> Well, not, As usual. I wouldn't, oh, no, I better not say that in case there's lots of police fans. But he's not, like, popular, popular now. But um, he would have no, been popular. No, but he's, he's well enough known that oh, he, know he, him, yeah. his popular culture penetrates even the thick skull that I have. Well, I mean, so... But I'm even aware of him. Yeah, you've got Sting, you've got um, Vinnie Jones. Yeah. Uh, Big Would Chris. you like to talk about his um, performance? I thought it was great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Any particular favourites? I just love the way he talks with little Chris. Yes, yes. It's just... Oi, you watch him. <laughs> Speak like that again, son. You wish you had. Yeah, no, he's great. I, I, I very much related to that character. I don't know about your... Um, part, uh, the film you've got, but the mm. copy I've got, mm. um, when Fat Tom is talking to a guy at the bar about Rory Breaker, mm-hmm. and you actually get to see the scene where um, yes. Rory Breaker does his Sets thing. Yep. Yeah, yep. that links up to what happened earlier. Um, that actually write down the subtext of what he's saying. So because yes. he's using lots of slang, they've actually written down below That's what it is. That's actually in the film. Ah, oh, okay, because I wasn't That's sure if it was just my copy no, or not. No, it's not a subtitle. It's actually in the film. Because <laughs> they're, they're making the point that, yes, Cockney is extremely difficult to understand <laughs> and nobody's got a hope. But it's authentic and here he it is. He chucked into his bird's nest. <laughs> 
No, that's that's not actually a subtitle. That's that's within the movie itself. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. No, because I thought, I wonder if it's just mine or whether it's okay. No, makes no, perfect that, sense that's now. That's the legit. Yeah, because it came up for me. I'm going. That's it. And then I clicked and I went, oh, yeah, that's because what, what he's saying is virtually un, un, understandable unless you live in, you know, the east end of London sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So it's very specific slang and they recognised it. So. I just, oh, yeah, I love that bit. Mm, mm. You'd almost have to have it for Australian slang as well sometimes. Oh, I think a lot of them do. A lot of the Australian films now when they've done when they've they sold over overseas, America. It, yeah. they have to have all the um, subtext down below. Yep. So, um, even just because our voices tend to run a lot. I can't, I don't know how much slang we actually use when it's just us two talking sort of thing. It's just, it'd be interesting uh, to hear uh, any feedback of just how understandable we actually are. Well, it might be just as we get further along in the night, how many drinks we've had. Well, yes, there's that too. <laughs> the <But slur>. like, <laughs> I don't think we're particularly heavy slang users though, either of us. Probably me more so than you. I, I'm not aware. Mm. So but it would, be, it would be just as annoying and irritating for other people. But they don't have to listen. Well, we'd like them to. They might get yes. something out of it. Like, oh, wow, I'm going to go watch Lock, Stock and Two Smacking Barrels now because it's awesome. It is an awesome film. Now, just out of curiosity, mm-hmm. um, where do you put it? Do you give it a... Oh, well, that's really hard because I actually have been thinking about this. Right. And I'm terrified. I don't like giving things 10 out of 10. You've been intimidated by me giving Beast of War a 6. No, no, no. I'm not a 10 out of 10 person because that means 100% satisfaction. Yes. And there might be someone out there who Is that goes, what a 10 out of 10 is? 100% satisfaction? Well, for everyone. And there'll be people out there that go, eh, I, don't I think, didn't like this film. No, I don't think... I don't think... Listen to my voice. heading off into the stratosphere. Um, I don't think that people would listen to what... I I think they're interested in what you thought was 10 out of 10. I don't think people would come away thinking everybody would think the same thing. There would be some freak, some (laughs) weirdo who would come away from Lockstock and go, I really didn't like it. It was too violent, you know. You don't see any violence. No, I know, but oh, yes, the rubber dildo, was it really necessary? <laughs> I mean, really, you know, you know? Can I just say one more thing? By all means. Um, you I, don't need my permission either, by, by the way. No, more. it is if I'm interrupting you. <laughs> <laughs> I actually went to the movies last night, which is incredibly rare. <laughs> I know, I know. I was kind of shocked when I heard so it. So shout yep. out to Carly and Kingy. Thank you for babysitting me at the movies. <laughs> Did they pay for you? Yes. Did they? Yes. Oh, they're good friends. I know. They are awesome. They take me to all the Marvel movies because yes. they're really big fans and I'm a fan too. But not as big as Carly. Carly is the Marvel fan. And what, anyway. What was the film? Um, we went and saw Ant-Man and the Wasp. But there's a piece of music. And what do you give it? No, we're not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> you watch it and then we'll discuss oh, it. Oh, okay. All right. Anyway, um, there was... Um, a piece of music, which I, now I wish I'd actually looked up what it's called. Mm. But there's a piece of music in Ant-Man and the Wasp where um, Ant- Ant-Man, what's his name, Scott. Scott has been knocked out and I wouldn't say kidnapped, I will say kidnapped. And he's waking up in the car with um, Hope mm-hmm. and this music's playing. And all I could think about was, you know, the music that's playing in the um, strip club with that woman with the leather g-string with the studs on it when um barry the baptist goes to talk to kenny and yep. dean yep, the northerners yep. 
the music. Nobody else knows their name. Only you know their names. Everybody else would only think of them as well, the Northerners. Well, now they yeah. know. Anyway, <laughs> so the music that's in the strip club yep. is the music when um, Scott it's the same music. Airman wakes up. Is and it I, really? And all I could think about was, where's the naked woman with the leather G-string <laughs> and the studs? <laughs> oh, very good. So what will happen is if you watch this film and then you go and watch that film, all you'll be thinking about is a naked woman <laughs> with a leather, leather G-string and stuff. This is what happens to your people when you watch bad films. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, I just wanted to add that. Yes, just a little I, bit I was kind of hoping it was going to go somewhere, but, you know, fair sorry. enough. Well, fair enough. It's something. It is. It's, anyway, it's something. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> um, but I'll probably give this nine and a half because I'm too frightened. Nine and a half. I'm too frightened to give it a ten. I know I shouldn't be using halves, and I'm sorry. I've just bagged you out for using halves. Yeah. <laughs> so you're going to take the half away then, just give it a nine. Nine. If you want to be consistent. You are the more consistent of the two of us. Why do I have to be consistent? Well, you said you were. When? Last week. I could go back and find the file if you like. You do that. I will. I'll take you on. Okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll send it to your email. <laughs> um, but I'll go nine and a half because I'm too nine frightened to give it a ten, but I did really enjoy it. Why are you scared to give it a ten? I don't know. I've just got this fear of something being 100%. Um, anyway, but what is, okay, can I, well, this is probably a good point to ask, why do we watch movies? What are we trying to get out of a movie? Enjoyment. Enjoyment. It's an entertainment. Was it fully entertaining? Yes, but again, this is, I can't, I just can't in my head. Was there anything in the movie that irritated you? No. (laughs) Was there anything in it that could have been done better? No. Was the pacing good? Yes. Was the acting good? Yes. I'll go back over those two. Was the pacing excellent? We already know this. <laughs> I'm still giving it nine and a half stars. All right. Okay. Fair enough. Um, and, I, I, and I'm also going to say I think people should watch it. Yep. Um, maybe watch Ant-Man and the Wasp first so that you're not getting images of semi-naked yep. women. Yep. <clears throat> what, what are you going to get? <laughs> you're just thinking about naked women now, aren't you? <laughs> well... Considering I gave my film a six and a half. Yes. No, a six. No, you gave it a six. Gave it a six. Because I can still see it is the movie that it is. Yeah, well... Do you have any idea what start, what score I'm going to give this? No, because you have your weird system that doesn't seem to work in my head. Like, the films that you love, your best film ever was six stars. And that's just doesn't make sense. Mm. And films that I think you'll give high stars to, you don't, and vice versa. So, you know Would what? Would you like to hazard a no, guess? No, I'm not even guessing. There's not enough previous data to be able to use to make an estimate. Spoken like a statistical analyst. So, how many stars? I'm giving it a 10. You're, you're giving it a 10. Why, you tell me why I shouldn't. I'm not saying you shouldn't. No, I'm tell just, me why, what's wrong with the film. Tell yeah. me what's wrong with the film. Come on. What is one thing wrong? Why am I wrong in giving it okay, a 10? Can I ask another question? Go. So is it one of your all-time favourite films? No, it's not. And yet you're giving it a 10? Yes. You know how crazy that sounds? Yes. Okay, I'm just making sure you know. Do you know that I'm not consistent? (laughs) People are going to be going, what? Let me, all right, let me explain it. The reason I'm giving it a 10 is I think it's a faultless film. I think there are very, very few faultless films out there. I think 10 is achievable. Some films, you might give them a nine, nine and a half, you know, because uh, they're really, really good. And the occasional one, you'll get give them a ten. And then as the years get 
further down the track, you'll look back and go, oh, yeah, it was probably an eight, you know. you know. But sitting down after watching it, like, 20 years, you know, it's been nearly 20 years since I really sat down and watched it. And I'm just watching it, and I'm going, this is Bach. This is Beethoven. This is filmmaking genius. Oh, it's still great. Because it's as tight as it gets. Mm. Yeah, I, I cannot think of another... There's not another film in my mind that I can think of where the pacing is not great, not excellent, but perfect. Everything. It is like a working clock. You know, everything, every gear, every lever, it, it all intermeshes perfectly to a resounding conclusion. Yes, they didn't have a lot of money. I don't care how much money a film is spent in, if the acting is good, if the uh, script is well played, if it's well shot. I think Guy Ritchie did a fabulous job on this. And he would have been all over this like a fly on a piece of cheese. You know, he <laughs> he was, uh, I, I, think, I think this is genius. I don't know how somebody, and it's, it's such, such a good film in that, He's been trying to make something that comes close to it ever since. How do you know that? Snatch. That's oh, one film. It's one film. But he's not the only one. Um, yes, we still kill the old way. Uh, I haven't seen that. We'll put it on the, we'll put it on the list. It's it's quite good. I actually thought yeah. um, Love actually is a little bit like it without the blackness. Yes. You know, where people are trying to do everyone's linked in together sort of yep. thing. Yep. So Maybe. maybe I haven't it seen it. I haven't. So, you haven't seen it? It's like a traditional Christmas watch. I don't do Christmas. Okay, well, that will also go on the list. <laughs> just, it, just for your benefit. Oh, well, all the, the only decent Christmas movie that I've ever seen was, you know, Die Hard. Um, it's a Christmas movie. Do you watch it at Christmas time? It should be It should be on the Christmas well, thing. Fine, we'll for do, people who we'll don't do want to watch yet another adaptation of Dickens's. Uh, Dickens' bloody um, we'll do love, great expectations. We'll do... I'm not even biting that one. We'll do Love, actually, and um, and um, 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 Die Hard at some point. Okay, yeah. Die Hard's another one. But it's it's not a 10. Die Hard's not a 10. We'll, we'll not get close to being a 10. We'll, we'll it's dis- a good film. We'll Six, dis- seven, maybe, something like that. We'll discuss that, that yeah. at some point. Yep, yeah, something like that. Stop, but this is a 10. digressing. It doesn't matter. I, I might have a chiff and... Might come at it later and change my mind. See, you lock yourself down, whereas I'm free. You see. Yeah, you're free. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. Uh, So, yep, solid ten. Awesome. Easy ten. There you go. Paul's stamp of approval. Yep. (laughs) Stamp. Yep. There it is. Okay, so our next two films will be a new film and a classic film. Who picked the new film? Um. I don't think either of us picked it. I just started reading them out and we sort of... I think it's important that we should decide who... who well, we should I, tell people who's picked no, it. No, because I wouldn't like to say I picked this because I don't know if I would really pick this if it was my choice to really think about it more. Uh, well, tell me who, who it was and I'll remember if, if um, I So the new film um, is Downsizing. It's got Matt Damon in it. I, th- I think we just came to that one by default, didn't yes, we? Yes, so that's not either of us. Neither we're, of us We're not taking it. blame for that. We haven't seen it. <laughs> It's new. I've, I've seen it, but it's a new film. It's a new film. Oh, this sounds ominous. Um, um, no, no, I'm just. I'm not <laughs> going to say any more now. That's that's next week. Pip's problem. Um, and the classic is guess who's coming to dinner? Which is my pick. Which is yours, I, and I know nothing about it. Well, I was doing some garbage on. I sound like Gareth Reynolds. <laughs> Sorry, go. <laughs> 
Watch the uh, listen to the dollop, guys. No, You'll love it. It's, this um, is not an advertisement. It's just, but I haven't seen. Uh, guess who's coming to dinner? And that's a classic. You say. Yes, I'm showing my age. I've been racking my brains for weeks and weeks after being traumatized by North by Northwest. <laughs> I, You're never gonna let me forget that, are you? No, it wasn't your fault. People have come up to you and said, this is a classic film, and you didn't know any better, did you? You hadn't seen it before. No. So, you know, you had to take other people's opinion. Yep, but you know what? We're here to try out different And now films. you know that they were completely <laughs> and utterly wrong, you know. <laughs> oh, look, I've, we've got a list here and we'll work our way through it. So yep. but we'll do um, Guess Who's Coming to Dinner. Yes. Uh, it is historically an important film. Um I will say that much. Um, it is a race-related film, um, and it addresses the issues. A race is in car racing. No, 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 no. As in like uh, racial politics and stuff like oh, that. Oh, race! I yeah. thought you meant like racing. Racial. <laughs> Sorry. M- maybe I should say racial. It's, Sorry. It's a racial film, um, and it certainly look. And, and the people you've got the likes of Catherine Hepburn. Um, and oh, I can't remember the guy's name. He's Spencer, Spencer Tracy, I think it is. I think it's Spencer Tracy, um, who they had... Every time they were in a movie, and they did a lot of films together, they had one of the most uh, amazing chemistries. And I think you will go, yeah, there was something special about that. I, I genuinely think that I can put this one up and you'll go... I knew nothing about this film, and this was thoroughly enjoyable. I'm okay, hoping well, that let's, let's see if that's I'm the case hoping next that week. that will be what it is. And I if will, it's not, it's fine. Look, I always you know. go into a film open-minded. Mm. You know me. Yes. I never lock anything down. I think pacing may be an issue because it is old, and of course they all. But because it's such an important topic that they're discussing, um, that it's. But I, yeah, you you'll be able to look at it from 2018, but. Think of it as a time capsule for that period in time. That's okay. I'm, that's okay with me. Mm. And just remember, your, yours is the next favourite. So you have to think about it, that over the next two weeks. Oh. Mm. Mm. Yes. So pick something I'll... better than a six. <laughs> well, what was wrong with The Beast of War? Nothing. I'm just well, saying. Well, there you go. I've picked good films. No, I'm just interested in you picking something that you think's a ten or a nine or whatever. Well, I wouldn't have picked Lock, Stock and Two Smoking Barrels because and... it wouldn't immediately come to my mind. Oh. But okay. that's what I mean. Having set because I haven't seen it for like twenty years. It's like on my list of films I, I like. I know, but you've probably visited again and again and again. Whereas not for, I not for eight years, I haven't. Yes, whereas I haven't seen it for like twenty. I've seen it. And then for the last I, eight years, I've been watching kids' films. That's that's exactly right. For the last six, yes. Um, but yeah, that's this is the thing. I I sat down. I haven't seen it for like twenty years, and I was just blown away by it. Like I just went. God, I wish they could make films like this again, but that it is the anomaly. It's not, do you know what I mean? Most of the films 20 years ago there weren't some, great films, but they were good films. No, that's not, that's not true. There's some really good films that are 20, oh, 20 years old plus. There are. I'm not, I'm not arguing that point. Mm. Willy Wonka, for example. I love that film. The, the, the original, the, the original. Gene, Gene Wilder. I, I, Oh, this is going to hurt lots of people. I don't like the new one. Johnny Depp freaks me out. Well, we'll have to stack those two up against each other too. Oh, yeah, probably. Yeah, we'll, no, think, we'll put that on the list. That's going to have to Stick happen on the with list. the new and the old, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Well, well, it's it, look, it's, it's, it's. I haven't seen the new one at all, so I'd be coming to that fairly fresh. And I I wasn't particularly girlish about it in the when I first saw the first one. The music, some of the music of the musical was quite good. Well, I was very young. 
Yeah. And also I'd read the books and... It is myself. a rather exploitative movie. Let's be frank about oh, well, it. You know, I think there's issues with it by today's standards. I don't like think it's that bad. For the political correctness side of it. My daughter's seen it mm-hmm. and there wasn't any issues. Well, you are fairly politically correct. Far more so than I am. Am I? Well, you don't say racist things for a start. Well, I try not to because it hurts other people's feelings. Well, I try not to either, but yet. <laughs> <laughs> I seem to manage it with aplomb. I've stepped <laughs> gen- in this shit. I, I genuinely I'll try not to. keep going and rub it in. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do that. Do I? Sometimes. Yeah, no, okay. Yeah, I'll, no, I'll, I'll take that criticism. I don't think it's on purpose. Yeah. You just sort of keep going with your thoughts and then... Yeah. Afterwards, and you've heard it out loud, you go, actually, hmm. hmm. I wish I could have. Did I say that out loud? <laughs> oh, I'll just go back and delete that. Oh, that's not the podcast. That's it's not real the life. podcast, bugger. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that should be... So what are we watching? Just to recap, because we wanted again. Downsizing is our Downsizing. new film. And <sighs> we haven't seen it. Oh, it sounds terrible. Oh, don't go off me. You can't. No, you have to clean Who's in slate. It? Matt Damon. Matt Damon. <laughs> Who's in it? You have to clean slate. Who else? Oh, I can't remember. I'll have to write it down. Is it good no. Will Hunting? No. Does he act well in it? Yeah, he does a good job. Okay, all right. But what I'm saying is you can't go... If I've said, oh, at a film, you can't go into a film... Oh, so totally can. No, you can't. You've I got can. a clean slate. can and do. Oh, God. <laughs> that just ruins your watching experience. You see, you go into it. Yeah, but you see, there's, this is the difference between you and me. You go into a film... Switzerland. Okay? <laughs> you go into it and says, well, let's look at this film on its own merit, shall we? You know? Whereas I'll kick in the front door and go, ah! You know, we're here. Oh, but such I- and such said this at Master <laughs> Crapple. Oh, I was expecting it to be good because such and such said so. I genuinely think I come out of it far more balanced than what you do, mostly. Good lock, stock and two smoking barrels is the exception to the rule because there's enthusiasm for it. It's a film that excited me. Again, after 20 years. It is awesome. It is an awesome film. But this is the point. If you have a film that makes you feel so good at the end of the conclusion and so satisfied, then why not give it the 10? Why be terrified? There's no such thing as perfection. But if you're giving a film scale... Only people who aren't perfect say that. (laughs) Thank you. I'll take that as a compliment. I would hate to be a perfect person. I think I could not think of anything more terrifying. Um, um, can I just quote something quickly? Quote away. You might have already read this because my husband's put it up on Facebook. Mm-hmm. But our daughter today said, "Quote, my cuteness is perfect." <laughs> or something very similar. Ladies and gentlemen, I apologise for that. Okay, well... I enjoyed my whiskey, thank you. <laughs> on that, I think we'll leave it on that note, shall we? And people yep, can draw their own conclusions about your parenting style. <laughs> <laughs> so it looks like the helicopters are working out after all. Go team. <laughs> yeah, your tigering has to get a bit harder, mate. Oh, yeah, I know. Mine's turned into a soup. But anyway, oh, it's <laughs> I hope he doesn't hear this. I'll beat it out of him. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. You'll work out. All right. Cool. Thank you for listening to us. I'm I'm sorry. Why are you apologising? I don't know. I feel like I've just been a bit giggly and not helpful for the actual film. I thought that was your job.
Oh, can we write that down? And, and- <laughs> <laughs> My job description in this podcast is... <laughs> we'll just put in a sound bite right there. <laughs> All right, and it's good night from me. Ciao. Bye. <laughs>